Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni. The Sports Betting Network. The coaching carousel has come to a halt as we welcome you in to this Thursday edition of the Lombardi Line presented by DraftKings alongside three-time Super Bowl winning executive and strategist Michael Lombardi. Stormy Bon and Tony with you. All eight head coaching vacancies in the National Football League have officially been filled as of this morning with the news that Dan Quinn is the head coach of the Washington Commanders. Michael, after all of the conversation about him going to Seattle, they end up going with Mike McDonald, the Ravens defensive coordinator and it is the Washington Commanders who go with Dan Quinn. Well, look, Dan Quinn, you know, he took a team to a Super Bowl in Atlanta. He's got positive energy. I think that fits the bill of what they're looking for. You know, he's one game over 500 as an NFL head coach. He's done a really good job in Dallas of fixing their defense. And a lot of this is going to come down to, can he get the offense fixed? Is he going to hire mm. the right guy? Because when he did in Atlanta, when they, things were going well in 16, when they had the number one defense in, offense in the league, his defense complemented that. So I think there's no question that they're counting on his leadership. They're counting on him putting together their staff. Because the word of the year, Stormy, the word of the NFL is collaboration. Everybody wants to collaborate. It's the big thing in the NFL. Let's all collaborate. And so that's what Washington wants to do. They've hired Adam Peters. That was the guy they wanted to hire from the beginning. Bob Myers, the former basketball uh, general manager of, of the uh, of the Warriors. He's now dabbling in football. Rick Spielman, they've collaborated with the search committee. They've collaborated with building their organization. They're going to keep Martin Mayhew around. They're going to keep everybody in their place and they're going to rely on Quinn and Peters to lead the organization. We'll see how that works out. The bigger hire than Quinn is going to have to be who Quinn Mm -hmm. brings as the offensive coordinator and then who also is going to help them pick the right quarterback for what they want to do. Remember, this is a huge decision. They got it right in Houston. That's why D'Amico Ryans had Mm -hmm. a good season. If they don't get it right, it could be bad. 
And to your point, as a head coach, Dan Quinn has historically struggled with non-Kyle Shanahan-led offenses. They were the number one offense in the league in virtually every metric that year. Matt Ryan wins MVP. They go to the Super Bowl, all those things. Kyle Shanahan moves on, and they have a couple of seven and nine seasons after that, and he gets fired after an 0-5 start in 2020. So will this be the redemption job for him and to prove that he is a really good head coach in the National Football League? Most recently, of course, comes over from being the defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys where, you know, say what you want about the last time we saw the Dallas Cowboys, which was an ugly defensive performance, obviously against the Green Bay Packers. He did a good job with that unit over the last three years. He really did. And, you know, he was able to get young players develop it. They played hard. They played enthusiastically. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that this Washington team under the direction of Josh Harris wants. I mean, you could see it in Philadelphia. They want that positive energy. They want that, you know, the players, if they need a day off, go have a day off. Everything's going to be fine. How demanding is it going to be? That remains to be seen. Quinn is a guy that gets the players to play hard. It's not a complex system. It's a very player-friendly, let's play hard, let's try to win. Does that work? Well, I think that system is kind of lost, and Dan changed a little bit when he got to Dallas. We'll see as he's changed as a head coach. Look, they went to the Super Bowl in 16. He comes back, they go 10-6, and they win a playoff game, and then they lose the divisional round, so they get eliminated. And then after that, he put two 7-9 seasons together, and then he went 0-5 and got fired. And so that that's what that, that's why he ends up 43 and 42. He had two he had two really good seasons, one year of 500 and then below. So I think he learned. I do. I think this second opportunity for Dam will be a learning experience. And I think he'll try to recreate uh, what the mistakes he'll try to cover up for the mistakes he made the first time. Yep, fix a defense that was last in points per game allowed in a lot of other defensive categories this year in Washington, and then also retool that offense that, I mean, offensive line needs work. They gave up 65 sacks this year. They need to land the right quarterback in the draft and have the right offensive coordinator to develop whoever that talent ultimately is. So a lot to figure out from from that standpoint. It's going to be a, a transformational offseason, to say the least, in yep. Washington and uh, also in Seattle. And I know we talked about it a little bit yesterday when we saw the news that Mike McDonald has been named the new head coach, but um, a significant change as well, going from an older tenured voice to the youngest coach in football right now. Well, I mean, look, Mike McDonald, I think what, what, what had a lure, John Snyder, the general manager, who made his first coaching hire. Can you imagine? He's been a GM for 12 years, 14 years, and this is the first time because he's been with Pete. And so this is the first time he's had an opportunity. And he and Dan have known each other a long time. And I think this decision wasn't reflective of Dan. It was reflective of it's time for us to change in Seattle. Seattle kind of got to the point, I think, at the end from talking to people around the league that they wanted more accountability. They wanted a little bit more demanding. And Pete's system of play is like we talked about with Quinn. Play hard. Play fast. We're going to play smart. You know, we're going to go all out all the time and we're going to be happy about it. We're going to enjoy it. We're going to embrace it. And we'll go to Dairy Queen afterwards. Mm -hmm. So I think they wanted to change some of that a little bit. And I think they wanted to kind of process that along. And I think ultimately a new, fresh approach. And Schneider had to watch the Baltimore tape and say, wait a minute, are you sure Baltimore? I mean, I know the media says how talented they are on defense, and I know they'll get an A for the draft next year. There's no question. That being said, there's a lot of pieces that you're wanting. I mean, they're two best players. They got off the street. Yeah. 
right? The two best players that got off the street, they signed, uh, you know, guys off a of cap casualty. So he kind of brought a collection of players together and they were the number one defense in the league. And his game plans each week were very good. I'm high on McDonald. I don't know him, but I'm told he's a learner. I'm told he asks great questions. He wants to be get better. And I think it was a young coach when you're in this job, you can't think you know it all. You got to rely on somebody to help you. And with Snyder there, I think that'll offer him a lot of help. And to your point about developing talent, when you're taking a, a handful of guys who are like not really considered a whole lot of anything and you're, you're making those people all pros and you're having the best defense in the National Football League. I think that says a lot about the type of guy and the type of coach you are. We also saw one of the other new newer head coaches introduced officially today. Dave Canales had his introductory press conference out there in Carolina. A lot of questions about his vision and about what attracted him to taking the job in Carolina under owner David Tepper, who uh, an owner in Tepper who has fired three head coaches in the last five years. And he talked a lot about the attractiveness of his new young quarterback in Bryce Young and the experience that he got in the NFL that you can't get from anywhere else. So now he's seen it in front of him and he's seen the potential and talent that Bryce Young has. Here's some of his comments on the former number one overall pick today. We are going to become what Bryce is great at in the past game. We're going to grow to the capacity that he can handle. Um, there's got to be a commitment and a discipline about that. There was a growth curve there with Baker. Here's where we're at today. Based on the information we have, let's get into these situations to see where he looks most confident when I see that back foot planted in the ground and that ball rips out of there without any hesitation. I know we got something. Let's find more of those. Let's put it in three different personnels and a couple formations and motions. Instant reaction, Michael? I like it. I mean, I think that's the essence of football, right? I think what he's saying right there is you, you, everybody sees those call sheets and they say, oh, my God, how can you can't run all those plays good, right? You know, it's like going to a diner. They can't cook it all good. So what you want to do is you want to run the same play, but you want to do it out of different formations, different personnel groupings and different motions, different uh, way, different different ways to do the same thing for the quarterback, right? Why did Joe Gibbs go to three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks? Because they kept getting the same reps on the same type of plays, even though they look completely different. And that's the essence of good offensive football is make something that looks the same for the quarterback look different for the defense. And I thought that's well said by him. And I think, look, he's in a very unique job in the sense that he has an opportunity that he knows he's not going to get fired. I mean, he knows he's not going to get fired. And they're clearing out the building. They fired a lot of people within that building because there was so much going on, created by the owner, by the way, who was constantly asking people. But now the owner feels like he has somebody who is willing to coach and embrace Bryce Young, which we're not sure if Frank, if Frank Wright was. So it's going to be fascinating to see how this is all going to play out. I like his approach. Yeah, and I think that's important because as we've talked about a lot, Bryce Young is who David Tepper wanted. And so he wants somebody that can see a vision for Bryce Young and an ability to develop him, which he, he mentioned Baker Mayfield there. And you've said it numerous times that the Panthers weren't able to do anything when Baker Mayfield was their quarterback with this guy. And yeah. what he was able to get out of him, make him a playoff quarterback and win games in the postseason is significant. Also coming out of that presser, um, he said he expects their current defensive coordinator, Ijiro Evero, to remain on staff as well, which I think is huge because if there was one feather in the cap of a two-win football team in the NFL, it was that their defense continued to play hard and played well. 
Yeah, they didn't want they did not give him permission to go somewhere else to look for work. And so they wanted to keep him, which is smart because it's hard to find good coaches. I mean, it's hard to find good defensive coaches. And now you're really only teaching a new system to the offensive players. And Bryce Young's going to learn it. The key other key hire is the offensive line coach. They're going to have to fix him yeah. a pair of those situation there. They've already hired a guy there, brought him with them from Tampa. Tampa's the interesting team. I mean, Canales basically took a lot of the Tampa mm-hmm. coaches and brought them up north. And, and, and I think that Todd Bowles could have stopped it, but he didn't. And he obviously let him go. We'll see what he does offensive coordinator wise. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting. There's a lot of question marks still about some of these these new coaches, younger guys that are getting their first opportunities in the position and how they progress. But it seems like based on a lot of the social media reaction from fans that uh, it's easy for anybody to win the press conference. Right. But people are really excited about what Dave Canales has to say. People are really excited about Raheem Morris, for example, going out there um, in in Atlanta and seeing what he can do. And so a lot of these stories that we're going to continue to follow, we're going to hit our first break here of hour two. But when we come back a lot more news and notes to hit in the national football league some pressing questions about the dallas cowboys because there has been a lot of outside noise already just in a week and a half two weeks since they have stopped playing football we'll get into that and some jerry jones and micah parsons comments don't go anywhere This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. You'll fall in love at first bite with their tender steaks, burgers, air chilled chicken, and more. You're going to love every bite. It's an Omaha Steaks guarantee. And for a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com slash vsin, you'll get four free air chilled boneless chicken breasts and boneless pork chops with your order. Minimum purchase. 
may apply. We're back here on the Lombardi line. Still plenty to come as it pertains to Super Bowl 58. We've got some Super Bowl party props that we're going to get to at the end of the hour, as well as taking a look at some of the coach and coordinator battles. But let's stick with the head coaching carousel coming to a stop, Michael. And we saw earlier today that Dan Quinn was officially named the head coach of the Washington Commanders. And I've seen a lot of stuff on social media talking about how maybe with Mike McDonald already being off of the market and then Ben Johnson not working out because he stayed with the Lions, that the team kind of settled for Dan Quinn, which I thought was interesting because a conversation topic that we've had on the show throughout this week was that maybe regardless of Ben Johnson staying with Detroit or interviewing other places, that he might not be the guy in Washington, period. So how do you take in some of the way that people are talking about this coaching hire? Yeah, I, I don't think that it was, look, if they wanted to hire Mike McDonald, they would have never got on an airplane to fly to Detroit to interview Aaron Glenn. If they wanted to hire somebody, they would have just gone there and camped themselves out and said, this is our guy. And I don't think they made up their mind. I think they were looking for a leader, somebody who could unify everybody together. That's Quinn, right? Quinn's, everybody loves Quinn. He's really a great leader. He's a people person. He takes collaboration, keyword. Mm. So to me, I don't think they were looking for an X's and O guru, right? I don't think that's why Ben Johnson appeared to, uh, appealed to them. Everybody thought they were making the connection between Ben Johnson and needing a quarterback. So it, that line got drawn straight. When in reality, they're looking for a leader, somebody who can build their collaboration together with. And I think that ultimately led them down the road to to Dan Quinn. I think that's why Anthony Weaver was involved. Anthony Weaver coached defensive line. He's been a coordinator for one year at 2020 with the Houston Texans. So typically you don't hire defensive line coaches to be your head coach, but Weaver had experience as a coordinator. Mm. I think he was as much involved here as anybody and he could unify the team. I think this is what, what teams are looking for here. Now the key is going to be who he hires as an offense coordinator, because they're going to run Dan Quinn's defense. I mean, I would be surprised if they didn't hire Joe Witt, who was with them in Atlanta, has been around them. He's in Dallas now to come with them to Washington. And I'm sure he's going to hire somebody from the Kyle Shanahan tree, because when he looks back on his career mm -hmm. in Atlanta, when he had the most success, it was with a Kyle Shanahan style of offense. Absolutely. And so now we, we've talked a lot about the Washington commander side of it all, but now to the flip side to go to Dallas, they've got a defensive coordinator opening. Also a lot of maneuvering when it comes to some of this off-season noise already in the week since their playoff exit we have seen family members of a number of players being publicly critical on social media of their quarterback and Dak Prescott saying things like he ain't it and he needs to pack his bags or take less money Jerry Jones saying we're gonna go as far as Dak will take us and that's how far we went also telling media at the senior bowl earlier this week he plans to be all in in 2024 here's Jerry and how his star defensive player Micah Parsons reacted to those all-in comments I would anticipate with looking ahead at our key contracts that we'd like to address, we'll be all in. I would anticipate we'll be all in at the end of this year. We've seen some things uh, uh, out of some of the players that we want to be all in on. And uh, yes, I would say that you will see us uh, 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 this coming year not building for the future. You know, they're talking about we're going all in this year, man. That's what I would hope for. You know, I'm 24 years old. I've been in this league, you know, 
three years and I kind of seen it all. And, uh, I hope that we go all in. I hope that we go out and get the players that we're missing because we didn't do that this year. You know, I hope that we challenge ourselves, become better and become greater for us. Michael, before we get to the all in point of it, which is the purpose, 24 years old, three yeah. years in the league, you've, you've seen it all. <laughs> Come on. I love that. Come on. I'm glad you picked that up. I mean, seriously, I love that you picked that up. I mean, you've seen it all. You ain't seen anything yet. Yeah. Mm. You know, you're about to see a lot more right? after some of these coaching hires that we're getting here. Whoa. Wait, you haven't seen anything yet. Look, I think the all in part, I think Jerry's being misinterpreted by the all in. What he's saying is he's not letting Lamb go. Mm. He's not letting Parsons go. They're going to pay whatever it takes to keep his key players. That's what he's saying. And so what and then somebody else is going to have to take a shaving. Somebody else ain't getting paid. I think that's pretty clear, right? I think that is exactly what's going to happen. The all in is everybody thinks he's going to go out there and sign all these free. He was referring to all in on the contracts for the players he has to sign. And I think ultimately that includes Dak. Yeah. So, I don't know what the I don't know what the controversy is. So, let's say you you sign Dak you re-sign CeeDee Lamb to the extension. Michael Parsons gets his money. You're going to have like $100 million tied up in yeah. three guys. But then you hear Micah Parsons yep. dissecting the comments of Jerry of saying that thought process of, I hope we go out and get these, these other guys like you're saying that we are. Like, how do you balance that? How do you balance your players clearly saying that we want to go get this, uh, these other talented guys, but knowing that they're the ones that are probably causing the reason why you can't afford those other talented players? I mean, it really comes down to this is why you have to have a head coach who understands how to develop talent because you can't have everybody. I mean, that's what made Raheem Morris get his head coaching job in Atlanta. Mm. I mean, he took a bunch of guys nobody's ever heard of with the exception of Aaron Donald and turned two rookie third round picks into really good players. That's the game today because everybody's going to get top heavy. Everybody's going to have, you know, everybody's going to have two or three guys they're paying a lot of money to, especially if they have a quarterback, and then they're going to have to rely on other players to make do. It's going to rely on your scouting system. It's going to rely on your ability to find talent outside, like the Ravens did. A minimum contract for Van Noy. They they signed Clowney in August when they lost their pass rusher. They had to do something, and they found those guys. And then what happened? Mike McDonald used them to their best of their ability and made them better. Michael, what is it about this Cowboys team that they have had three straight years of regular season success? Like we talked about the Ravens, right? Do you want to be a regular season team or do you want to be a postseason team that's competing for Super Bowls? Because you have a 12 win season that ends in an embarrassing wild card loss when you had everything set up in your favor in your two seed. You last year, 12 win season, divisional round exit. Year before that, the 12 win season, wild card loss to San Francisco where Dak can't can uh, spike the ball when and get that extra play in with nine seconds to go. So it's like what happens to this team in the postseason that the way that they're dominant and the way they have success in winning games doesn't translate. I think a lot of it comes down to how good really are they, right? I mean, I think this year was I, I've said this on Dallas radio. Uh, and when I tried to calm them down over them bringing McCarthy back is the fact that I don't know how talented they really are. I mean, they go on the road, they can't stop the run. They go on the road, they can't protect. They go into Miami, who can't beat any good teams, and they hold Miami to three field goals over 54 yards, and they still can't win that game. I, I think they're just not as talented as we think they are. Now, they have some talented players, Parsons, Lamb, Prescott, but Tony Pollard wouldn't qualify for a talented player in that category. I don't think he would. 
I think to me, there, there's guys that have these reps that aren't the same level of player. That's what, what we see. So, well, with that thought process, I think that would kind of go with Micah Parsons' comments of saying, you know, I hope we go out, we go all in, and we go out and get the players that we're missing because we didn't do it that this year. But if if he really believed that, then why weren't we hearing that at all in the regular season when they're winning all these games? Like, why aren't we hearing? the the internal struggle of saying, you know, hey, we, we really could have been better. We're working on this, this, and this. We never hear that from the Dallas Cowboys during the year. No, because we're in that world of positivity. Nobody wants to, you know, that Bob Knight wrote a book, the, the Power of Negative Thinking, because when you take the approach we have to improve and you don't settle, you constantly get better. But when you think everything's going to be okay, when we're just going to go to Dairy Queen and sing Kumbaya, you don't get better. I mean, it's happened in Philly. This is a mindset. It's the way to where we hear it all the time. Look, Miami and Washington was complaining about how hard the enemy was coaching them. Like that, that's why the enemy didn't become the interim head coach. It wasn't mm -hmm. because they thought that Ron Rivera deserved not getting fired. It was because they knew the players didn't want to be coached as hard as the enemy was coaching them. Now Quinn comes in. Well, Quinn can't coach him hard. They already don't want to be coached hard. It's a fine line between coaching hard and accountability and having that approach. We got to get better. Few teams have it. It's what Brady talked about, Stormy, on the Pat McAfee show. He talked about it at length. Nobody wants accountability. Everybody just wants to get better. Vic Fangio. Leaves Miami. Some of the players didn't like Vic. Now we find out that you know, there was not a lot of discipline, not a lot of accountability down there. Guys taking days off. You're in Miami. There's a lot to do. I think to win a championship, you got to get everybody to buy in. Accountability's got to matter. And it's a hard thing to do. And you, you're, you can't always stay positive and rosy. Somebody's got to be the bad guy. Well, let's push that forward. Let's hear some of that sound uh, about accountability in those situations when we come back, as well as the head coaching matchup in Super Bowl 58. Who has the edge in terms of coaches and coordinators? We'll be right back. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Start your morning with a daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz with the free VSIN daily newsletter. In today's newsletter, get an update on college hoops because the field is set for the Circa College Hoops Challenge. And also in today's newsletter, a glimpse into our own Michael Lombardi's latest column on vsin.com discussing how the Kansas City Chiefs' offensive philosophy has changed since that embarrassing loss on Christmas to the Raiders and if the 49ers can defend that new look Chiefs offense and we'll discuss plenty more about Super Bowl 58 in a moment but again vcin.com slash newsletter is how you can subscribe there but before we do and, and, and Stormy the range of the newsletter is incredible yeah. from Bill oh. AD today he talked about going to a sushi place did you read this yes and he, and he went with Gil and he had to be blindfolded so he didn't know where he was going. Like, how did he, how does somebody not see him in a car blindfolded? Wouldn't they pull you over? <laughs> Wouldn't you think I mean, this is a safety concern? I, I, yeah, I would think. I mean, he's going to sushi blindfolded. Like, is that, I don't, I'm not a sushi person, but is sushi that top secret? Seriously. 
I guess so. Uh, I don't. Have you ever been, by the way, because you've come to, to Vegas here a number of times. Have you ever been to any of like the speakeasy type places here? Because those are always fun, too, where you think it's just like a hole in the wall, random strip mall. And then it's like this amazing restaurant inside. Yeah, I, I went to one downtown there uh, where we had to go in a back door. And, and it was uh, and Millie and Bill Berman and Anissa, the four of us, we all went. It was fun. Uh-huh. And, you know, the drinks were kind of interesting. But, uh, you know, but, I, but, I, I but long story like, short, okay, we're not is... getting you blindfolded and going to sushi. Oh, a, I'm not going to sushi that you can knock that out. There's no chance of that. And then B, I, I'm not really big on being blindfolded. I like to know where the hell I'm going. Right. <laughs> Very all fair points. I'm not a big sushi person either, but to be honest. Man, Bill Amy, a lot the range mail. that he has, mm. the range that he has is remarkable. I mean, he's going for sushi blindfolded. I mean, it's a remarkable every that briefcase travels. And that's why he has the best commercial we have ever had here at the network, by the way, just a day in the life of Bill and how he gets that newsletter together. Again, vcin.com slash newsletter, how you can subscribe, how you can get that into your inbox every single day, absolutely free. But you've talked a lot on the show today about, about coaching and about accountability and some of the things that Tom Brady was saying on the Pat McAfee show. We've got uh, a clip so that we can make sure that the audience knows exactly what we're talking about here. You're going to be tested. And if your coach tests you and your teammates test you, then you can go beat your competition. You know, if they're not testing and you're waiting for game day to figure things out, you're at a disadvantage. So I love the fact that I was pushed every day to be my best. And I love that I had the ability to push my teammates every day to be their best. And when I did that, I knew that there was accountability back on me that I was expected to go be my best. And ultimately that led to a lot of team success. So there's only one way to do it in my opinion. You could do it over a short period of time. I don't think Andy Reid, you know, lets his players get off the hook. I don't think Kyle Shanahan lets his players get off the hook. I see those guys with the very disciplined style. I respect those programs for how they run it. And I hope all the teams can learn from that so that we can create the most competitive NFL that there there could be. And people continue to love the sport like I have over a long period of time. And as a seven-time Super Bowl champ, Michael, the fact that he brings up the two head coaches that are in a Super Bowl this year, I don't think is by coincidence that those coaches have had success with their groups. No, and what he's saying is we got to practice hard. We sure. got we can't let the strength coach come in and say take the day off. We got to practice hard. We we can't let you know guys get out of shape. You know, when I watch Baltimore, I see Michael Pierce. I'm like, God, do they have a weight? Do they ever put anybody on the scale there? Like, how does he get, like, he barely can get in his stance? Like, you got to have a little bit of that. It's got to be, you got to have players that you're holding accountable. If, if you have to make a certain weight and you don't make it and you let the players off the hook, trust me, everybody's going to start gaining weight. So it's accountability. And what he's saying is we got to make practice. One of Belichick's great lines is practice execution becomes game reality. And with the way things have gone lately in the league and how these hirings have occurred, people are taking practice execution out of the equation. Yeah. They want to be healthy for they want to be healthy for the game. We got to we got, it's a long season. We got to stay healthy. Well, the teams that are going to the Super Bowl, Andy Reid's offensive line, trust me, they practiced for the last four weeks because they're way better now than they ever were during the season. Trust me on that. San Francisco, 
All you got to do is listen to Hargrave compare San Francisco to Philadelphia and how hard it is to practice in San Francisco compared to Philadelphia. To me, that's the mark of champions. And Michael, you'll be happy to hear this. Only time will tell if this ends up being the reality. But today, Dave Canales in his availability talking to the media about what's important to him and about his vision in building this team. He stressed numerous times the importance of practice, too, and that the only way that we're going to get where we want to be is by practicing hard and creating those types of habits. And so that's at least one good step forward for an organization that clearly needs it after a two win season. But but big picture, I have another question that kind of centers around Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan in my brain, because there's been this this youth movement in the NFL, right? We see Pete Carroll out of a job, Bill <laughs> Belichick out of a job right, right now, and it's all the youngest head coach in the NFL right now. They're 36, 37, 38 years old. And there's this thought process of it's the new young mind, the creative different types of ideas. But I also wonder how much of this from a GM and front office standpoint just has to do with power, because we talked about that exhibit A with the Atlanta Falcons and Bill Belichick electing not to hire him in that position, that you don't want to relinquish any of that power, the the savior desk mentality that we've talked so much about on this show. Like, but then you look at these two teams again that are in the Super Bowl right now, and it's the head coach runs the program. It's Andy Reid runs the program right. and Brent Veach, not to diminish Brent Veach or John Lynch's power, but it's a relationship in which the head coach runs things. Yeah, no question. And nobody tells the head coach, we're not practicing today. Like the, the, the analytics doesn't tell the coach what he's supposed to do at practice. Like he plans to practice accordingly. That doesn't mean he runs the players into the ground by no means. But again, let's go back to, let's go back to Washington. What did Eric, who did Eric Bieniemy learn his coaching career from? He learned it from Andy Reid. If you talk to anybody about Bieniemy, they'll tell you he'll coach hard, that he's demanding. You know, now whether he's a head coach candidate or not, I don't know. But they say he'll coach hard and he's demanding. And that was too much for Washington. They didn't want that. And Ron Rivera sat back and said, well, I get it. Well, that's why there was conflict within their building. And you could clearly see why they wanted to bring in someone like Quinn who isn't going to be that driving force? They're going to try to, he's going to try to do the Pete Carroll method. We're going to work hard, but we're going to be happy working hard. That's a hard thing to mm -hmm. achieve. It was harder for Pete every year to do it, right? And it was so hard for Pete to do it that, that John Schneider, who watched it for 14 years and had much success with it, decided we need a little bit of a change. You know, everybody's sitting there saying, well, the Belichick method, so you can't do that anymore. Well, the Pete Carroll method is all happy and cheery. And Seattle saying you can't do that anymore. It is interesting. One of the like least discussed, I mean, on other shows, I know we've talked about it, but one of the least discussed storylines this season is the thought process of Eric Bieniemy going out to Washington because he couldn't get his opportunity as a head coach after everybody had talked about it and talked about it to be on that proving ground. And then with Washington knowing that they were going to let go of Ron Rivera, it was not a secret. Everybody knew that he was going to be done, that they did not give him the opportunity to be an interim head coach and test the waters and see what he could do. But they did interview him for the job and he obviously didn't get it. It's just, it's, it's a very, very fascinating storyline. And I'm sure there will be a 30 per 30 written about what, what to, for people to watch about what happened with Eric Bannemi, who knows. Um, but, but to stick with Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan, Super Bowl 58, which, coordinator matchup do you think is going to be the most important? Is it Andy Reid versus Steve Wilkes? Is it head coach versus head coach? Or is mm -hmm. it going to be Shanahan um, against Spags? It's really going to be Andy Reid versus Wilkes. Wilkes is going to have to really have his finest day. He's going to have to stop the script. 
right? Because he's going to have to get control of the game early. He's going to have to make Andy Reid adjust, not him adjust. Mike McDonald didn't get control of that game quickly. He got down 14 to nothing, 14 to 7. And then, of course, the field goal to make at the end of the half, which was partly the undisciplined nature of the Ravens' defense, the personal foul, you know, the, the, the offs, you know, the, what they did at that drive. There was 30 yards on that drive that basically came from penalties to kick the field goal. So for me, it's about Wilkes, and, and he's got to get a read on how Reed wants to attack him. He's going to, to me, I think he's got to come out and change his approach scheme-wise. Right. Like he did what caused what won the game for him against Detroit. What won the game for him against Detroit was he fourth and five, fourth and three. He lined up and pretended he was playing man to man and golf thought he had a man beater and they had a man beater called. He 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 checked to the man beater crosser. They played zone golf had to move out of the pocket. Couldn't make a play. That's the kind of thing that's going to have to happen early in the game. Here's what you think we're doing, but we're really not. Because that script is going to be programmed against what they think they're going to get by formation, by personnel group, by design. And if he gets behind in the game, then it's going to be a hard game to go. Because what happens? Their defensive line, they only have two sacks all year. Mm. All, all, and they both came from Bosa. They haven't been able to put any pressure on them at all. And by the way, since they brought Chase Young into the fold, the 49ers have blitzed at the fourth lowest rate in the NFL, according to ESPN tracking. So it's a very different look than we've been become accustomed to seeing with the San Francisco 49ers defense. And it'll be critical to see how they match up. Uh, we're going to hit the break. We're going to wrap things up today, though. Having a little fun, getting a little weird with the novelty props. Stay with us as we close out this edition of the Lombardi Line. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? Well, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use our code VSIN. New customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58. Again, use that code VSIN. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. The latest number, 49ers, sitting pretty as a two-point favorite against the Kansas City Chiefs, who find themselves in their fourth Super Bowl in the last five years. Total, 47 and a half. And listen, Michael, we have had a lot of serious yeah. talk today about coaches and program <laughs> and listen, building. Michael, I love that. It's yes. been great. But we need to close the show on a little bit of a fun note, if you're with me, because I have okay. done way too much research on these novelty props for the people at home. So anybody listening, if you've got your mom or your sister, or your brother, or your wily neighbor that doesn't typically watch sports, they're coming to the Super Bowl party and they're looking for something fun to bet. We have you covered here. And one thing that I found particularly cool was that usually for the coin toss bets, we see that being a minus 105 price, which I always say is so weak. It's a 50-50 shot. It should be even money. Pick heads or tails and call it a day. Nobody does that. DraftKings is doing that. They're making it an even money price. And I think that is really cool. Um, so, Michael, heads or tails, what would you mm -hmm. be picking this year? 50-50 shot, what would you like? I take heads all the time. You do. You're not of the tails never fails believers. No, nah, I, I always think heads is going to come in, you know, yeah. I just kind of do. I, I don't know why, but I kind of do. So it's been a pretty even split historically. We've had 28 heads and 29 tails. So the 50-50 shot is, is true. Last year it was tails though, Michael. The Chiefs called tails, won the toss, and won the game. You see on your screen there, seven of the last 10 coin tosses have been tails. Um, but there are a bunch of other options that you can bet this too. In addition to just heads or tails, you can bet the team to win the toss. Will the team that won the coin toss win the game? And while, as I just said, the Chiefs did it last year, it's not been a profitable position over Overall, though, eight of the last nine Super Bowls, the team that won the toss lost the game. How sad is that? Yeah, that's the team that won the toss lost the game. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm. You know, and, and what is the defer? Did you go through the defer if they defer or keep it? Because we've been seeing not. lately that teams have, have not been deferring on the same level that we've seen it in the past. We've seen more of a, a I want the ball. I mean, we've mm. seen. Uh, Matt LaFleur just grabbed the ball and go with it, right? Mm -hmm. Well, and that was even something last week that I said to a lot of people about the 49ers-Lions game was that the Lions changed their tune down the stretch. So you knew whatever happened with the coin toss that the 49ers were going to defer because that's their game plan, but Detroit was probably going to keep the ball. Um, and so that was why like De Detroit to score first, I felt like seemed like a good bet if you were looking for first touchdown scores, that seemed like the way to go. As we saw, that ended up happening, and they went up 14 nothing. But uh, I know yesterday you were very curious about, about Gatorade, Michael. So purple, I didn't want to say this to, to Samich earlier because we were moving around talking about a lot of things. Orange did not actually win last year. It won when the Chiefs beat the 49ers <laughs> a couple years ago. But last year, the Chiefs had purple. They had orange in the AFC championship win. So I understand the discrepancy there. Purple was the longest shot last year and ended up winning. But as you see on your screen there, cool blue has been the winner. It's in a cash cow. Three of the last five years that blue has won. That's plus 330. But purple is the favorite to repeat. Do you think we could see Kansas City go back to back? or go back to old faithful orange that they used to win in the Super Bowl against San Francisco specifically? I think I'd go back to orange. If you think the Chiefs are going to win, they're going to drink orange. Well, they went purple last year. Mm. <sighs> I know. I think they go purple because obviously they like, as I said yesterday, who doesn't love purple, right? 
You know, you don't Me. like purple. I'm the you only said one. you didn't like grapes. So. Yeah, sickening. <laughs> I'm not a fan. But. but I'd go with what they had before, right? There's no question. I'd go with what they had before. So orange, like I said, that was the 2020 win for the Niners. That's plus 330. It's hit five times in the last 14 years. Red, which is a primary color for both teams, and fruit punch being one of the more popular flavors in the U.S., has never been chosen. And I still think that's just fascinating that red has never been used in the 57-year history of the Super Bowl. That's five to one. So very similar to the Lions, Jags, Texans, and Browns never made an appearance. Uh, water clear, second longest drought. They're 12 to 1. Um, and no Gatorade bath is 20 to 1. But that's, as you like to say, a St. Jude's play. We all know that somebody's going to get dumped, right? Yeah. Somebody's getting Gatorade. And somebody's going to Disney, right? Are, are they still oh, yeah. going to Disney? I they think we be. still are, right? Going to Disney World. So that's our, that's our Gatorade breakdown. We're trying to quench your thirst for knowledge around the big game. How about the halftime show, Michael? Because we've got some Usher props coming up now. What, you know, listen, we know, you know the Bruce catalog. You know all these things. Right. You hit me with meatloaf references that I can't understand. What's your Usher knowledge? You know, uh, I would say burn. Okay. Uh, you got it bad, probably. Wow. Uh, love it in this. Love it in this club. I think, or may, actually, think of you. I would say that it's an old one, but I would go Michael, there. Michael, I am so impressed right now. I, I see, and that just. I mean, look, you know, you got to be well rounded. I mean, you got to be impressed. well rounded in this, you know. I am very impressed. His his I try. his total. I mean, I, but I gave you a lot of old usher though. You know, like I was giving you stuff off of off of you know eighty seven oh one, and I was giving you stuff off of nineteen ninety four. You know, so you know, I mean, but I'm an old school guy. You got to go with usher. I'm a con- I'll enjoy it. I'm a confessions fan. I see. This is how I know that I've reached the generation gap of the younger kids because something I just casually say when I leave rooms is "Peace up, a town down," and people have no idea what I'm talking about. But it's one of Usher's most famous <laughs> songs. Period. Um, so neither here nor there. But like, love confessions. Love you remind me. Love all that stuff. So his total for how many songs will be played is eight and a half. We also know that he has like collabed with everyone: Beyonce, Alicia Keys, Ludacris, Lil Wayne, all these people. So there's a over under two and a half of how many guest appearances performers that we will have as well which i think is great um and i was talking to elliot michael you've got to know this but i think this is one of the coolest stories period around the halftime show is how networks began doing the halftime show period and like you're such a historian you probably know already in 1992 what happened well michael jackson was there right Didn't, didn't michael jackson and they had to uh I forget it was something with Michael Jackson. I forget yeah. the whole thing, but he was the first halftime show, right? Yes. And I just found this fascinating that before it was just kind of like a whatever type of a thing at halftime up until that 1993 year where Michael Jackson was the first official like real halftime performer. They just did kind of like ho-hum things at halftime to buy the time. But in 1992, in Living Color, recognized that there are going to be all of these people watching TV. If we do a live show as counter programming, specifically during the Super Bowl, we do a countdown clock in there so 
people know when the game is going to be coming back, we can draw some of those eyeballs. And over 11 million people turned the channel that year from CBS to Fox and networks ever since then were like, we are never letting this happen ever again and decided that Michael Jackson was going to be the halftime performer the next year. They spent a million dollars for Michael and the TV audience rose from 79.5 million the year prior to 133.4 million that next year and has just continued to grow and soar every year since. And now the halftime show is such a staple of like everyone and their mother and people that don't even like sports want to tune in and watch the halftime performance. Well, and I think what you made a great point, they paid originally for Jackson, right? Yep. Now they don't have to pay. Correct. And so let's go back to that prop, two and a half on guest. Yes. Like if Usher calls anybody up, they're going to say yes, because this rating for this television, for this halftime show is going to be astronomical. Like mm -hmm. who, like I bet Usher has, has got to have somebody say, no, no, you can't come on. You can't come on. Like he could have his pick of anybody. Absolutely. And, and they'll pay for it. And they'll fly themselves in. I mean, you're talking about unbelievable media coverage. So I think I lean to the over. Why not? I mean, I went and saw Billy Joel close out Shea Stadium one year. It was long ago when Shea was getting torn down for Citibank uh, Stadium. And he would bring out guests. I mean, you know, during that, and McCartney was the last guest. He flew over that day from London. He barely got in. He got, he got a police escort from Kennedy over to the stadium. He made it just in time. But I think we had like Garth Brooks, McCartney, Tony Bennett, and John Legend. There was like mm -hmm. five people came up on that stage. I, I think the over's in play here because he's going to have all these people want to get on TV. I like and, that. And it won't be, and, and John Lynch, John Lynch might get on stage because <laughs> nobody wants to get on stage more than John Lynch. I love it. Uh, I love that back and forth, by the way, in the Mike Dove segment for anybody who hasn't seen it of Kyle Shanahan before the NFC championship saying bye to John Lynch on the field and said, hey, I'll see you on stage. I like that. I like that. Very good. Um, but we, you know, I kept saying on the pod afterwards, I'm like, was you know, he was dying for somebody to interview him. He was like looking all over him. When I heard that little thing, I said, oh yeah, there's no question. I is somebody going to talk to me? Like, can we please come talk to me? <laughs> Straight hand, I'm right here. This is my moment. Um, but no, I think that's great. And especially because you talk about the audience numbers for this one. Say what you want, Taylor Swift haters out there, but the increase oh, of viewership. Why are they hating on him? I know. But Why are they no, hating on her? No, I'm just saying, but the increase of viewership is going to be that much more because Taylor Swift is going to be there in the audience. So just saying, just throwing it out there. Fun show today, Michael. Appreciate you. You're the man. We'll see you tomorrow. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.